Welcome to the Witness and Persecution Podcast with Nick and Ruth Ripkin, where we equip you with biblical principles, truths, and practices learned from believers in persecution to help you cross the street and cross the oceans with the good news of Jesus. I'm your host, Anthony Ball, and in the studio today joining me is the one and only Nick Ripkin. And this is a very timely episode today because we're going to get into some discussions about uh, baptism and all kinds of things that go with that. And we are currently getting about half a foot of rain here in Texas in about uh, a couple hours. And so I feel like we're getting baptized uh, consistently today. But how are you, Nick? Sounds like what's going on there. You're getting sprinkled, poured, and immersed all at the same time. We're interdenominational today is what we're yes, doing. So, so you, you, you've got all theological uh, backgrounds <laughs> covered, it sounds like. so. Exactly right. If there's yeah, one thing we can it. do. <laughs> yeah, leave it to Texas. I was going to say, if there's one thing we can do right, we can, we can hit all the boundaries. Um, there you go. That's a, well, that's a great segue today. And I want to jump into it because we're going to, it's going to be really, um, really good for the church to hear. It's going to be really good for our listeners to hear. And I know we were talking before the show a little bit. We want people to really take this and say, okay, go back to the scriptures and truly read, kind of maybe even leave some denominational presuppositions, if you will, leave some of those behind. And let's go to the scriptures. And we're going to have believers in persecution teach us today uh, about some of this stuff. Now, it shouldn't be controversial, but it could be. And so our intent is not to make controversy. Our intent is to say, here is what is happening among believers in persecution. Here's what they have to teach us. And it's going to drive us back to scripture. It's going to drive us back to the Bible. And so, Nick, give us a, give us a little bit of a rundown because... One of the things that we're going to cover today is that when we're obedient to the Great Commission to go to all people in all places, we're going to discover that's going to allow us to understand both the content and the context of the Bible. I know we've we've mentioned that several times in other episodes, but this is an important one, and this is a really key uh, issue to understand both the content and the context of the Bible. Well, the... One of the things that we've learned, Anthony, from uh, being overseas for 35 plus years, and we were talking about it earlier, I think for uh, biblically based theology, which means just uh, the way that we apply uh, the Bible to our lives, uh, for it to be solid uh, 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 in both, like you said, in the content and the context, is that it's got to be applicable uh, to every culture. Every language, right. every every place for every man and woman on this earth, it, it, it's not Western, it's not Eastern, it's not where you're defined by Roman law or common law. It, it, it's it's uh, again, mm-hmm. it's not it's not defined by Republicans or Democrats or or, or, or your form of government. It, it's just defined uh, by Scripture, and and you know right. it's really sad. It's really really sad that. At times, it takes me, it took me 16 years or more uh, to learn what is just as obvious in the Bible uh, <laughs> as the hair that you and I used to have on our heads. <laughs> That's right. You know, 
and, and, and I remember uh, Ruth and I uh, are going down memory lane for a number of reasons, but we've got we've got two or three foot lockers of slides, which were all that wow. we could take back in the day that that have gotten all dumped up and mixed up together and and we really want to there's two things we want to do we want to get them out we want to organize them chronologically and then we want to get them uh put uh, uh saved electronically now yeah. we're probably going to have to come back and do a gofundme thing uh somehow because doing five or six thousand slides perhaps uh, and, and getting them transferred to electronic format is not going to be cheap you oh know? absolutely yeah I, 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 i'm i'm afraid to even price it out uh, a, a friend <laughs> of ours at a church bought a machine and, and actually did that for us but the quality was so poor i didn't dare i hope he doesn't mm. listen to the broadcast to tell him they <laughs> they weren't usable they, they, it just oh, didn't no. come out. Uh, yeah, it just the the because I think you have to go to slides to negatives to positives, and so I, I don't know all of that. Oh wow! But I I, I remember, uh, I guess we'd been in Malawi less than right at a year, and, and 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 our family goes to its first baptismal service, and it's just at the beginning of the rainy season, because if you're a Baptist. You, you know, we believe that you've got to get that person completely wet. And, and one of right. the hardest things to do in Africa is to baptize during the dry season. And, and, <laughs> and because if you've got six inches of water, you're going to have to baptize one side and then turn them over and baptize the other side. <laughs> or you're going to have to lay down and, and throw water up on them or something. But you know, right. you really, you really got a problem there, but this was the beginning of rainy season. And there's, when you've got 150 to 200 people to baptize, uh, it's going to wear out a lot of people because we don't have really mm. nice baptismal pools. You're in ri rivers, uh, you're in bodies of water that are up to yeah. your knees, maybe at, yeah, usually up to your knees. And so you bend all that far down with, with people that have a little weight to them and, and immerse them and bring them up. You do 25, 30 people and uh, you've done all the crunches you're going to do that day. And so you can go through <laughs> exactly. all the pastors and all the evangelists and let them rest up and, and, and let them come back. And, and we're setting, we're standing on this, this side of this hill. And, and, and I, I watched the, uh, the the lead pastor sends some of the uh, deacons upstream and some of them downstream and I just curious I said well, I said uh, 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 pastor what what are you what are you doing and uh, uh, matter of fact uh, I think the word for pastor was mbusa and and the word for donkey was mbuzi and I mixed that up one time and I, I talked about the, the older, wiser pastors, but I talked about all the older, wiser donkeys that are here <laughs> leading us. And man, that, that was a, another one of those memorable messages. And, and, uh, and, and when you're, they call you pastor donkey from now on. And, 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 and so there were just people being baptized and just 
lines of people mm. over the hill and and they're going through pastor deacons evangelists and, and and finally they're all so wore out and and, and there was uh, uh, well the pastor sent some deacons upstream and I got ahead of myself and some downstream and I asked him I said what are you doing he said well the the, the water's running really fast the floods have come uh, the rainy season's here thank God. And, and, and we're not sure that we can hold on to everybody we baptize. So we always send some deacons downstream just a little bit to catch people that might get washed away. <laughs> and I said, well, what about, what about the people upstream? He said, well, this is a known, uh, this river is known for the crocodiles. And so oh, the deacons no. upstream are no. to keep the crocodiles from coming downstream into the baptismal thing. And, and I knew right then, uh, I, I've had theological training, so I knew to go downstream and, right. and, and serve those who were getting washed away rather than those who were going to fight the crocodiles <laughs> off the off the Baptist Absolutely uh, not. Uh, service. And so, yeah, yeah, that that's uh, uh, that's when you say, "Mama, uh, get the boys and move back a little bit." But, um, <laughs> but I, I don't remember one ever being interrupted by it. But I've been some places where. Uh, 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 by the way, just to take a little bit of a, a detour, there's a sub-clan in Somalia. The number one thing that kills people in Africa are crocodiles. Wow. And it's women and children. It's women and children that have to go get the water in, in the mm, river. Right. Or, or the lakes. And, and, and those crocodiles are down in that mud. And the number one way, uh, number one cause of death other than diseases uh, are, are crocodiles and and, oh. and there's a sub clan in Somalia. The only thing they do is that when crocodiles take someone, uh, they take them down into like a, it's like a, a, a beaver hut, but underneath the water and they take mm -hmm. whatever animal they've got, or if it happens to be sadly a human and they leave them there some days uh, for that flesh to, uh, to decay and then that's when they consume them. And so this subclan, when a child or an adult is taken, they are the ones who go down in that river, in that body of water. Oh. And some of them fight off the crocodile while they go in there and retrieve the body that was taken because you cannot go to paradise unless you bury the body intact. Mm. So these people are wow, highly honored. They're highly, highly honored because they're, they're the ones that determine in a, in a, in a crocodile attack whether or not you have the, the possibility uh, of, uh, of eternal life. Wow. Man, goodness. I just thought, my, thank you. Thank you, Lord. I would not want to be born into that, that clan. But I think it was <laughs> a, a few baptisms later where they were baptizing a few hundred people uh, uh, we had moved now from a language learning uh, time up in northern Malawi in a, in a city called Mazuzu. And somewhere outside of there, uh, they had waited, uh, having a baptism once or twice a year when uh, the, the ordained people could make it up there. And, and, uh, mm. and oftentimes when Westerners... Uh, uh, Pastoral leadership theology uh, reigns in rural Africa. 
they don't lead, you know, they don't lead people to Christ uh, because they don't have anybody in that part of the country to baptize them. And since they can't wow. baptize them, they can't bury them. They can't marry them with, because they don't have access to ordained people. They just give up the work of the gospel. Wow. Yes. Wow. Well, oh, man. I think there are probably other words that might be your intonation is really important here. And so they had baptized mm. so many people. And all of a sudden, un, uh, I wasn't expecting it. They just said, uh, okay, Dr. Nick, it's your turn. I said, what? They said, uh, we've all baptized so many. We're wore out. Get into, there are like two or three big pools of water. Get in the water, and, and, and we want you to uh, baptize a bunch of people. And, and I looked at Ruth, hmm. and I said, oh, my goodness, we didn't bring the camera. You know, sometimes we Baptist missionaries have changed the Great Commission go ye to all the world and take a photograph. You know, <laughs> I've and, never heard that before. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that, that I've heard that too many times. And so, uh, uh, <laughs> national believers are very aware of that, that we really want to capture imagine. it and, and mm. go home and, and show, but we've given up the slide presentation some years ago. And, and so I, I got in the pool and the first person that I baptized in Africa was 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 Captain Chinjala of the Malawi Army, who's now Colonel Chinjala. Uh, when we went back there 30 years after we got ran out by malaria, and uh, one of the most powerful men in the army, and one of the best church planners we've ever met in our life, in our life. Mm. And so I didn't know who he was. He's just this well-built younger man and and i baptized him and and you know what anthony for for hours literal hour, hours people had been coming up out of the water of baptism saying thank you jesus praising the mm. holy spirit thanking god for their salvation thanking god for their baptism and and just mm. filled with that kind of holy joy and and i brought chinjala up out of the army and he raised his arms in praise and he said thank you jesus i have the best baptism of anyone today because i've been baptized by dr nick ripkin who knows mm. jesus so much better than anybody in this country and i oh, thought no. my goodness I'm just going to baptize him again and hold him down until the bubbles stop coming up because <laughs> it broke my, it broke my heart that bad. Oh, absolutely. But you know what? It didn't change my theology. Now why? Hmm. It, it was so ingrained in me that not only in our denominations are you to be experienced baptize, baptism, by, you know, either sprinkling or pouring or immersion, but it also you have to experience by an ordained person that has a certain type of theological training that, that authenticates the mode of the baptism and the mm. baptizer is the one that authenticates the rightness, the acceptability of your baptism. And you can mm. imagine that if that is the if that kind of theology gets into an unreached country and all the workers get kicked yeah. out are there there's no ordained person among those workers uh how do they do these very very important 
times like the Lord's Supper, the baptisms, the weddings, uh, when we have uh, uh, transferred a theology of ordination and necessity uh, mm. of that kind of education uh, for people in countries where that just is not a possibility. And, and mm. so I'm, I'm, uh, we've got chased out of Malawi. We've seen a whole generation of believers wiped out. And now we're going around the world listening to believers in persecution. We've worked our way back in, into believers uh, in the midst of Islam. And as we finally, Anthony, I've learned to listen mm. and not talk and not assume and not, not go to my, my, my practices believing that right. the Bible baptizes my, bap my, my practices, if I can do that sort of double entree type of thing. Right, and, yeah. And, 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 and yet, as I'm, as I'm listening to these men uh, uh, talk, almost two decades later, uh, I would hear... Uh, them say in, in a group that that uh, uh, my baptism is better because I was baptized. Uh, and here's what they would do. They're, 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 they're talking about who's, who, who the leader should be. Hmm. They're talking about whose opinion matters the most. And, 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 they, and I would hear them saying things like, well, uh, uh, you really need to give more credence uh, uh, to what I'm saying. Because I've been baptized by that missionary, and, mm. and therefore my baptism is better. Is better because I've been baptized by that Westerner who comes from a Christian country, and therefore knows Jesus better than anybody in this country. Now, that didn't surprise me so much, because that reminded me, wow, that was all over Africa. We, we had done that to Africa uh, because you go from a country where you have multiple staff members, multiple, multiple theologically trained people. You, you're never going to be out of sight of someone that has the, the credentials for what Western church deems necessary for baptism. And, and, and yet you get to a place like uh, 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 in Muslim countries and Chinese uh, uh, background places, and 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 you get to where there's just not that kind of background. There's not, there's there's not uh, the the colleges and and the Christian colleges and and seminaries mm. and, and 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 so what does that do to your Western? How how is Western theology on ordination and clergy baptism? Where there's no ordination and no clergy, exactly. Uh, you know uh, how how do, how, do, how do you how do you how you do that? And so I'm listening to believers in persecution, and I, again, I wasn't that surprised to hear them talking about uh, that 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 they are higher on the Christian pecking order because they receive baptism at mm. the hands of the Western worker are uh are that missionary word that you don't find in the bible but what shocked me to the very depths of my soul was to hear them say my salvation is better 
because it's come through the witness of a Western missionary who knows Jesus mm. so much better than anybody mm. in this country. And what I've watched is that if we are the ones that are primarily leading people to Christ, baptizing them and gathering them in one generation, in the first generation of believers, we've created a first-class Christian follower of Christ, a believer in Christ, and a second-class citizen. Mm. In, in the first generation. In the first generation. Yeah. It is that, it is that uh, horrific. And, and yet, it's so clear in scriptures. By the time you get to John 3, uh, it talks about that, and, 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 and all you can do is on implication here in setting because it's not, it, it's not overstated. It says that Jesus and mm -hmm. his disciples go to a certain area, and there, there he baptized. Who mm -hmm. baptized? He baptized. We don't know. Yeah. I, 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 if you pushed me, I would guess in seeing how these things work, when they work well, and in now my, my theology has changed biblically. The Bible hasn't changed, just the way I don't read past this stuff anymore, is that, that Jesus baptized his disciples because there's no, who else was there to do that? Right. Now, he did get some disciples from John, but John's mm -hmm. baptism was for the forgiveness of sin but it was to prepare the way for, for the coming of the Messiah. But Absolutely. then by the time you get to John 4, there's an interesting mission practice there that we do the opposite. It said some mm. of the, I don't know, scribes, Pharisees, I don't know who the audience was, but they have observed, it's in the first of chapter 4, that the disciples of Jesus, that Jesus and his disciples were baptizing more people than the than John and his disciples. Right. So what what do you what what should be the next paragraph? The next paragraph should be that well, well Jesus and his disciples they owned his territory mm. because they're more effective. They've got a greater harvest. But surprising, unbelievable news here. Here's a flash. Uh, here's mm. something. A ticker tape coming across the bottom of your screen. <laughs> it says that Jesus and his disciples left and went to another area. Mm. Wow. What humility. And it says, and there they baptized, though Jesus did not baptize. Right. Exactly right. And then the Apostle Paul, the greatest church planner of, of the first uh, 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 uh generation of, 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 of in the Bible, uh, maybe in the first century of Christianity, uh, and, and the Apostle Paul comes along and, and says in 1 Corinthians, uh, I believe, 1.14, uh, right. and, and, he, and he talks about, and he says, I, I thank my God that I uh, baptized few of you. And then he Hmm. List uh, the names that he could remember, and then he remembered some more. So it, it is quite a list, but it, it is amazing to me that both in America and in the mission fields of this world, we Westerners rush to baptize our church members and local people 
where Jesus and the Apostle Paul avoided that very practice like the plague. Mm. Because can you imagine people walking around in the, in, in the first generation of Christianity itself and basically saying spiritually, get out of my way. Right. I oh, was yeah. a follow. I was an early disciple. I was baptized by Jesus. My mm. opinion mm. supersedes everybody else. Yeah, and, and and all across those three missionary journeys, there would be people uh, in, in in all different countries of the world saying, "Well, I was baptized by the greatest." church planner ever the apostle paul but people couldn't say that because they didn't do it mm. they didn't do it uh um wow and, and so i know that one of the things that we have collected over the years uh, uh and, and 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 a lot of it is for us clergy now what now listen uh, i'm not being ugly at all we talked about this in a number of places in Africa, and, and we, we talked about it seriously. And like in one place, we, we had 30 pastors and 150 uh, churches out mm. in the bush. You know, urban churches maybe had 10 or 15, but we had a, there were 150 uh, out in just, I mean, it's a day's travel, however you can get there. Whether, mm. you know, it's in our pickup truck or whether you're taking buses or, or, or there's no taxis out there. It just takes you forever uh, 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 to get to these places. And so, uh, but part of what I found is, is that we sat and studied scripture and, and these these godly men and, 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 and their wives together, when, when they read these stories, they said, yeah, my goodness. Uh, it, 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 it's not wrong for us to baptize at all. It's not long, wrong mm. for us to lead the Lord's Supper. It's not wrong for, for us to marry uh, uh, the living and, and bury those who have uh, passed away. But part of what's going on where they're unlike America, where, you know, uh, there's just uh, very few pastors to go around uh, churches scattered around a country or two or three countries uh, mm -hmm. uh, that a lot of their remuneration and, and the way that their salary and their they they supported their family was by doing the functions of the church and, and when they traveled mm -hmm. to these places uh, they they received and rightly so accommodation food uh, uh, remuneration for their travel and then they were also given a love offering, an offering was expected for those that they baptized uh, for doing the Lord's Supper, uh, for the funerals that they have done. I know that's been my experience also as part of uh, of, of what I do. Uh, but I, and I understand uh, that that how that takes place. I understand that's part of the sports system. But I also understand that in the countries where you do not have any clergy. Are we mm -hmm. going to say to the people, uh, you can't come to Christ, you can't be baptized, uh, you can't have the Lord's Supper, you can't experience the, the unique, unusual presence of God when we come together and do the spiritual 
uh, I don't know what to call them, these spiritual gifts, functions that God has given us through his word to do as a body of Christ. And, and, mm. and, 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 and so, it, uh, as I've said to you before, uh, one of the major reasons that's keeping Muslim women by the hundreds of thousands, I believe, from mm. coming to Christ is they have only known of a, a baptism by immersion, usually, doesn't matter, but by the hands of a man that's not their husband, it's not their brother, it's not their father. Mm. And they are not wow. going to say yes to Jesus and go down into the waters of baptism or however that's done and be touched by a someone who is not their brother, their father, a, a, a direct family member, or their husband. Right. And, 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 and the places that we have seen early on where Muslim women are coming to Christ in equal numbers to Muslim men are where women are evangelizing women and baptizing those women. Wow. And, and it, it's just, it, it doesn't mean that men aren't in attendance, but it just means, and, and the, but the best thing is that biblical pattern of mm. Cornelius and his household, Philippian jailer mm. in the household, Crispus, Lydia, their households baptizing one another mm. and, 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 and that, that just soars. And I have a, a, a spiritual conviction now that we're back in the States because uh, it's a concern everywhere I go about men stepping up. And we've talked mm. about on the mission field, we have seven single women on the mission field to every one single man. And I don't know if we've dealt with all those four reasons that, but, but we're going to have to, because men mm -hmm. have to stop praying. It's like we're praying, uh, Lord, here am I, send my sister right. know, to the mission field, <laughs> you know? And, exactly. Because and, I'm going to stay here. Well, why, why are men, why are men giving up spiritual leadership? And I, I have, the very strong opinion that if I take my children to someone else than myself as their father to lead them to Christ and pray with them and baptize them, that the moment, the moment that I have someone other than myself lead my boys to Christ and baptize my, ch my children, I have been taking out of the spiritual leadership of my children. Mm. Can you, can you say that again? We, because I, I believe, I think we need to hear I that believe, again. I believe that if we take our children, let me just be, if I take, if we take our children to clergy to lead them to Christ, why aren't we leading mm. them to Christ ourselves? Right. And, and, and right. why aren't we uh, uh, helping our children tell their story? to the mm. congregation, tell their story when they're in the waters of baptism and not just answer mm. yes and no questions. There's a lot of things involved here, but to the extent that I as clergy, let's say if you're a, a, a lay person in, in the church that I'm leading, Anthony, and I know your two boys and as they uh, uh, are, are older and, and they become spiritually convicted, 
of their mm. of their need for Jesus and 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 their need to have their uh, Jesus forgive their sins and to change their lives to the extent that you as their father bring them to me to lead them to Christ mm. and for me to baptize them as the pastor of your church to that extent I've taken you out of the spiritual leader uh, being the spiritual leader in your son's life. Wow, that's exactly right. I wanted you to say that and again so, because I wanted our listeners to hear it a second time because it's that so, important. So the, so, so the whole time that they're growing up after that, whenever they have a spiritual issue, rather than praying with their father and mother, rather than looking to their father and mother to be their spiritual leaders, they're going to look to someone outside of their home. There again, mm, that, wow. that would be foreign. That would be foreign to the New Testament setting where it's estimated by the time that Acts 4 takes place, there's 10,000 people in the kingdom of God meeting in houses. Again, we, we, you need to ask that question. Where did all those houses come from? There was no mm -hmm. Airbnb, but it shows us <laughs> all the homes that Jesus uh, touched people, healed people, cast out demons, uh, uh, dried mm. up an issue of blood, raised little girls from the dead. All those homes that they shared meals in where women came and washed his feet with, uh, with their tears and dried them with, his, with their hair. And, and those stories of the uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are representative of thousands of similar stories. Because it mm. says at the end right. of John, it says at the end of John, if everything that Jesus had done in those days, if everything that he had done had been recorded and put in libraries, it would fill all the libraries of the world. Mm. And it's Incredible. my firm belief. What, what, what if, if we want to see revival come to our city, to our town, to our denomination, to our world, is predicated by how many homes we bless by having meals with our neighbors in our homes having meals in our neighbors' homes by the hundreds and the thousands wow. as church people, mm. creating a place of goodwill so that when mm. people come to Christ by the thousands, there are places for them to gather, to worship, mm. to experience the functions of the church, the essence of what it means to be the body of Christ. Because when Pentecost-like movements mm. And I chose my words carefully. When Pentecost-like movements break out, you cannot build buildings fast enough uh, to take care of the people of God. Right. Right. You can't do it. You can't do it. And so what, what I'm asking is just turn, turn down the thermostat. Mm. Or, or, or if it's hot and you've got air conditioning, turn up the thermostat. No, turn it down. You want to make it cooler. And let's just talk about, mm. let's talk about uh, Jesus and baptism. Let's talk about mm. the Apostle Paul and baptism. Right. Let, let's talk about that, that Jesus himself went to another person to be baptized and, and, and the ramifications of that. Uh, mm. and, and, of course, his baptism doesn't fit any of our patterns of, of a baptism for forgiveness of sin. And right. so just just what I just what I, I, I want to remind is where I started out is it, I, I think good, solid 
biblical, lived out theology is applicable mm. in the whole world, uh, not just in a Western world or not just in America or not just in Europe. It, it, right. it, it's applicable uh, everywhere you go. And, and we've got three billion people almost that don't have a verse of, of scripture in their language. They don't have a single scriptural song. There are no missionaries there. There are not a single body of Christ there. And, and, and as they come to Christ, uh, very few of these places are going to be one to Christ uh, by ordained people. Now, different organizations mm. do it differently, and, and some uh, many missionary uh, sending bodies uh, do the Great Commission right, and they send their people mm -hmm. out where it says in Matthew 28, uh, you know, to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, mm. But that's not just ordained church planners. That's everybody that's being, uh, being sent out. And, and so I just... I've, I've, I've introduced a couple of a very important thing. And, and if we're not careful with the way we do baptism overseas, I've seen it over and over and over again. In the first generation of believers, uh, we will allow it to be created, a first-class Christian citizen who demands to be the leader of the body of Christ because his, his salvation is better and his baptism mm. is better because it came at the hands of someone like me. And that mm. is not true. And it wasn't wow. the practice of Jesus. Neither was it the practice of the apostle Paul. And one uh, from another denomination, a sister denomination, he came to me, he came, we do these five days of teaching. He came to it a second time because he wanted to say to people, at this point, we spend a whole day talking about this issue with workers mm. from six or seven different organizations. And he, he said, I, I want to tell you what happened to me. I went back and I gathered my believers together. Well, that's very telling. Yeah, right. Yeah, if those were his believers he said, I gathered all my Muslim background believers together, and I said to them, now you need to listen. Your salvation, neither your salvation nor your baptism is better because it came through me. And he, he, said, he said, Nick, and he said to the group, you know what they said? They said, look, look how much more, how, how much better our salvation and baptism is through this missionary, because no local person would ever be this humble. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and he said, I'm so mm. frustrated, I, I just drove the nail deeper. Mm. I just, and, and so, again, it behooves ourselves to listen. And, and, and part of listening is to listen to Scripture. And, 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 exactly. And it's always... It's always amazed me by the year, by the late 200s in church history, we already had bishops. Mm. We already had, we, uh, and, and, and by, I think, uh, uh, now again, I, I love church history, but I'm really bad on dates. But by the fifth century, we have a pope, 
and by the somewhere in the fifth century, I think by the three hundreds we have a pope. Uh, by the fifth century, we we have uh, an infallible pope. But early on, it looks mm. like all that structure that came to the church by the two hundreds A.D. Wow! I mean, the last apostle has just been dead a hundred years because John lived to. I mean, uh, John and Revelation was written around 90 AD. And so right. now you've mm -hmm. got all of this structure and the best that we can find in church history is that the church began to copy the Roman way of doing things, the, the Roman military, the Roman government way of doing things. And we structured the church on the, their uh, way of, uh, of exercising authority and power. And, and mm. now the evangelical mm. church, you know, has its own story to tell. Uh, exactly. And, right. and, and it's very hard for us. But that's why it's important to go to the mission field. Mm. That's why it's so important to fulfill that great commission to go to all the people groups on the earth. And and, and, uh, and about 50 percent of the world today cannot explain to you, describe to you who Jesus is. And when you have to apply your biblical theology and, and unpack it, and people are sitting there dissecting every word, every phrase you say, and it's going through tender, rised hearts who have just given themselves to the love of Christ for the first time in the history of their people, uh, they're going to ask those important questions. Mm. Right, they're, right. Because we're going to ask them. We're going to tell a story from Genesis through Acts, and we're going to ask them, uh, what did you like about this story? What did you not like about this story? What, what, what did you learn about human nature? What did you learn about God in this story? Uh, uh, mm. What are you going to take away from this story? And, and who are you going to tell this story to uh, before you come back and get the next story? And the thing is, from the first story we tell from the Word of God, from Genesis 1 following, is getting them to interact and to dissect. And the most important thing is to always get people to write themselves into the story and ask themselves, who am I in this story? Mm -hmm. where, 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 where's my country in this story? Where, mm -hmm. Where's... Where, where, where is the way that we do political parties or, or, or the way that we love or not love? You let the story break you, define you. Uh, you let that, that, that good news story save you. But, but we don't define the story. The story defines right. us. Right. The story, the story defines us. And, and, mm. and, and the biblical story remains the better story, the better story. Wow. I agree. And so I, I didn't, I didn't come today because I'm in a bad mood picking a fight. I, I believe that the <laughs> theme of the book of Acts is an unhindered gospel. And, and early on mm, by Acts right. 15, they had to make the decision whether they're going to require the, the Gentiles to become Jews and be circumcised before they become followers of Christ. Mm. And they made the right decision. They made Absolutely. the right decision. And what we want to do as we go 
from the Bible Belt of America. As we go to the northeast of America, we, we go to Salt Lake City, we go to California and north and south Dakota and go up to the northwest of America and we go to the ends of the earth. Uh, God help us if we hinder the gospel. God help us if we do anything to chain the gospel uh, to the to a pulpit. Nick, I've heard you. I, I loved it because I've heard you say in different um, settings before that either Jesus is an example or he's not. You know, and and I think that's where that content context of the Bible is so important. And Paul, it, you know, Paul is either an example of church planting or he's not. You know, and I think that's a challenging powerful word. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of just so many people who they want to go be church planners. They want to be evangelists. They want to be pastors. Uh, but everybody, everybody who is a believer, we've got to, we've got to sit down with the scriptures and wrestle with this issue. And it doesn't have to be a fight, but we've, we've got to really understand the context and content of the Bible. But let me pick on you for a moment because Go ahead. I was trying to think, I was trying to think of a different word to use, but I don't have it. And, and, and so let me let me be like like the apostle Paul would say. Just I'm just doing this for argument's sake, or discussion's sure. sake. Uh, uh, um, rather than talking about who has the right to do the functions of the church. Why aren't we arguing about who has the right to hear the gospel for the first time? Mm. And who, who wow. has the right to take the gospel across the street to neighbors who have never heard internationals in our communities who have never heard. And that 50% of the world who don't have enough information to get to Jesus they, I think the people who have the most right in the universe, the most right on earth, are those who have never heard about the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Their right to hear, understand, and believe supersedes any other rights. Mm. Wow. That's a really good word. That's a good word. Probably should have said it we... for next time. <laughs> I would say that's a really good ending because <laughs> leave that punch with people uh, as they as they log off and <laughs> they're done listening. Uh, that's exactly right. The needs of the lost exceeds the needs of the witnesser. That's exactly right. Wow. You got wow. that down. You know, I've listened to you a few times, so if I don't remember a couple things, I'm going to be in in deep trouble. <laughs> Well, Nick, we really appreciate your time and what a what a powerful message. And again, to our listeners, it's not it's not picking a fight. It's not trying to stoke controversy. No, it is a is a genuine heart to say, let's go back to the scriptures. Let's look at the content. Let's look at the context. What does the Bible show us to do? How can we be obedient? And how can we maybe more than anything? How can we put on the first primary importance getting the gospel to those who have never heard of Jesus before. Nick, yes. thank you for your time. What a, what an amazing message. Thank you for our listeners uh, for hanging with us and tuning in. This is a little bit shorter, um, but I know that there's going to be a lot to chew on over these 
these next days as this comes out and our listeners um, wrestle with this and, and hopefully go back to the scriptures. Thank you for joining us in witness and persecution, and we will be with you next time.